pencils, just a gentle heads up that today, Tuesday, April 28th, is the very, very, very last day to enroll in the Tarot for the Wild Soul course at midnight Eastern Standard Time or 9 p.m. Pacific. Um, Enrollment will close, the portal will close, and will not reopen again until spring of 2021. So if you feel called to be a part of this absolutely magnificent, transformative, and very deep journey um, into soul-centered, inclusive, trauma-friendly, evolutionary tarot reading, I highly recommend that you head over to tarotforthewildsoul.com to sense into whether or not it feels right for you, whether or not it meets your needs. Um, I've been mentioning this in a couple of different channels, but I know folks are really struggling right now financially. And if it's just not possible for you this year, I promise you that I am going to continue to do everything I can to provide you with um, the most Uh, rich and robust education that will continue to be free on this podcast, on my newsletter, on my Instagram. So although the journey is very powerful and it would be an honor to have you, um, you're going to get something great either way. So I think that's really important to say now so nobody feels like they're missing out on anything. Um, The course will always be there for you next year if next year possibly will be a bit more easeful for you. So if you are feeling the call to take the leap to sign up, today is your last day to do it. So I highly recommend, if that's the case, (laughs) you head over to tarotforthewildsoul.com to either find out more or to enroll. Thank you for being here, Wild Souls. Love ya. This is Tarot for the Wild Soul, a weekly tarot podcast about life, death, and rebirth hosted by me, Lindsay Mack. Hi loves, welcome to the weekly medicine mini-sode for Tarot for the Wild Soul podcast. I'm Lindsay Mack, and this is your energetic download for the week ahead and the tarot cards that are helping us move through the energy. This week is very interesting. There's a lot of um, endings and beginnings this week, like a big, it feels very ceremonial, the sense of something really big. Um, completing and a really big initiating for all of us and very clearly and specifically on an internal basis even if things um sort of open and close or or close down or open back up uh externally and I don't quite mean like shops opening I mean opportunities or various different things in our day-to-day life um as they stand in what is day-to-day life right now. Um, I'm speaking of really just a a really internalized process, even if it's uh, perhaps reflected in something in your life that's more externalized. There are a lot of reasons for that that we can sort of see and measure. Anytime we leave a month and enter into a new month, we feel that energetic shift. I mean, it's a different number. It's a different frequency. It's it's different months do different things. Um, April is really powerful because it we it's you know our emperor month that guides us into hero font and and it's really strong. It's it's the start. Um, you know, technically we begin. April, you know, airy season in um, 
in March, of course, but it's one of the months where we come into it, April, in cardinal energy. We start in cardinal energy. And there's something really powerful, you know, to that. And I think that we're all feeling this shift into May. Um, May is also really significant. Uh, really any month that kind of initiates itself on a cross-quarter holiday, we we really feel that energy. And this is sort of connected and, and tied to the fact that we're moving through a Beltane, Salon, uh, cross-quarter kind of sphere <laughs> from the Northern Hemisphere to the Southern Hemisphere, depending on where we are. Um, but because that portal, that very much has to do with openings and closings and beginnings and endings. And, and this is a big week for that. We're the word that I keep getting as I'm I'm speaking about this and it's really reflected in the card is really shedding. To think about that idea of shedding. Like what are you holding? What are you feeling? What are you carrying in you that is a part of what is meant to be your snake skin that is ready to go? Like what, what have you sort of outgrown? What has taken you as far as it can? What can you bow to in gratitude, but also acknowledge that it's not meant to continue forward with you. We're in such a time right now. Um, one of the most powerful lessons that everybody is really getting right now as a result of this pandemic and the effects of it is that we're a really externally directed culture. And most of the things we do, we tend to externalize, look for some kind of praise or some kind of signal. We look to teachers or guides or people to kind of give our power away to, honestly, and um, seek to sort of distract or um, circumvent through doing things externally. And now, unless we're working, in which case, God bless you. And unless we're essential and unless our lives technically haven't really changed other than having the enormous, probably, um, experience of stress or fear as it relates to this pandemic. I don't know. I can't speak for you, but, um, it's a very stressful time for everybody. And even if we're still working hard, in our lives, working our asses off, doing our thing, the energy is still directing us inward in a way that collectively we've never really been called into, certainly not together. So, um, you know, I think it's safe to say not everyone like loves that. <laughs> like we don't have to like that. We can maybe appreciate it. We can maybe understand objectively the, you know, the medicine of that. And yet probably for most of us, it kind of sucks and we wouldn't really prefer it. And that's okay. We don't have to like anything. We just need to recognize what's happening, that we're being called to come get ourselves, to come pick ourselves up from the bus stop, so to speak, that we've spent so many years, so many lifetimes, generations, not tending to what needs tending to, externalizing it, putting it on other people, projecting it instead of taking personal responsibility. And 
um, that's not like a, a an intense call to arms. That's just a gentle invitation to start thinking about what that means for you. You know, maybe you're a fucking master at this and you've really done your work and maybe it's just illuminating a couple of threads. And maybe from me saying this, you're like, she can go fuck herself. And like, if so, that's, you really need it. <laughs> you know, like I'm probably hitting a nerve, you know, or not. Or maybe you have a completely different life experience. The point is that we're all being called to step into the wisdom within. This is what Taurus season is actually about. It's about many things. It's about absolutely getting in touch with how do we find pleasure in any moment, in challenging times, in scary times? How do we open to deeper receiving? What's our relationship with that? It's a time to check in around that. You know, Aries season says basically, what's your connection to the root, to resources, to your own self-worth? Um, like it's very intense, very primal, very pre-verbal energy. Taurus says, how do I receive? What's pleasure? You know, Aries says, can I learn how to feed myself? Taurus says, you know, I have a preference for what I want to eat. And that's powerful and important. And denotes a sense of sovereignty in our choices and our opinions. That's Hierophant medicine. It says, hey, I, 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 I could lean on authority. I could give my power away to authority, but I would prefer to step back up into my own knowing and live in alignment, live in that balance of my human stuff, my bias and my, my flaws and my failings and the perfection of my channel and see how much work I can do on clearing that human filter, coming back to soul again and again. And there are lots of layers to what we do in Taurus season, but that's a big part of it. There are a couple of pieces and a lot of it has to do with coming back and fetching yourself, coming back and preparing to tend to yourself through whatever arises, developing greater emotional capacities and being a willing participant, a willing doula of your own process as you kind of shed this particular energetic skin. And for some reason, there is something about this week that is drawing up a very, very powerful center around these ideas. And yet is very clearly stating that what we're looking to, regardless of any changes in the external world this week with regard to like openings and closings, which we will experience, this is an internally directed energy. So how can we you know, it's almost like everything that's happening outside of us is like there are a million radio stations going and yet there's kind of one in us. So how do we tune back into the radio station that's that's clear on our dial and still hold what's going on outside without necessarily like putting our head in the sand or dissociating or anything like that? The card that we have for the week ahead, this very big week where we're moving into the month of May, we're completing our time in uh, the month of, of um, April. We are, you know, fully stepping into 
the the deepest pools of of empress and uh hero font medicine we're moving through beltane and Samhain. um our card for this week is eight of cups so i want to talk about what eight of cups is and isn't <laughs> so what it is is an experience of initiation that is created through a shedding of a skin where we recognize that something, we can think of it like a little snake skin or like a little covering, a blankie, something that we've had worked with, held on to for a long time, maybe even our whole lives, is just not fitting anymore. It just doesn't fit. We maybe don't want to see that. We don't want to acknowledge it. We're not sure what we would even have on the other side of it. And yet, it just doesn't fit. And the journey, the initiation, the the magic and the alchemy in this card is that it invites us to make the bravest, most courageous, soul-centered choice we can which is to intentionally name our willingness to leave behind what is no longer working for the hope of something better, for the hope of something better, something that fits a little better, something that is more aligned, something that does free us, that doesn't hold us back, doesn't hold us down. Um, and yeah, this can be a part of your external life. It could be, a, you know, I mean, it's like everybody's businesses are in complete <laughs> upheaval right now, but like it, it could be related to your business. It could be related to your marriage. It could be related to some aspect of your life that does have a core in the external realm. And yet it, it just comes back to you. So most people, with regard to what this card isn't, most people hear me say that and they think, um, well, I've been through experiences where I've walked away from something and I didn't know if I would have better or not. And you don't know. There are no guarantees in life, obviously, and and we're not sure. It's about naming the intention, planting the seed, saying, this doesn't fit anymore. And I'm willing to consider that there could be something that fits better, possibly a lot better. And that doesn't make it easy. That doesn't make the transition a joyful one necessarily. And it also doesn't mean, even though I offered up some potential external examples, that in any way, shape, or form, you have to turn your direction or your eyes onto your business, onto your business partner, onto your employees, onto your onto your husband, onto your wife, onto your partner. Like there's no, um, and in fact, I would say that's actually the opposite of what's going on. I'm just naming that sometimes eight of cups can come up around external pieces, but I'm actually getting quite strongly that that's not what it's bringing forward for us this week. It's all, as I mentioned in the first few minutes of this podcast, all an internally directed process. There is something in you, some function, some habit, some pattern, some old, worn in, dug in cycle that probably repeats itself for you a ton that you're ready to 
release. You're ready to upgrade. You're ready to walk away from it has served you so well. That's there's there's a very particular note that Eight of Cups strikes on the piano. Many people just assume this is like about a breakup or you're leaving something behind. And it can be, I guess, but it really has to do with this very specific, like ultimately, this is Charlie returning the everlasting gobstopper to Mr. Wonka. Like you're you're you can't. Charlie couldn't necessarily live with taking it because of his integrity, his, his commitment to his soul truth. He knew that it was a no for him and he had no fucking money at all. And yet he gave it up and he gave it to him and he stood to gain everything from that. That was actually the one act that allowed the entire world to open up for him. That was the the key in in many ways. And although we're not giving gobstoppers back to men, um, <laughs> we are um, we're doing something of this process with ourselves this week. We're we're noticing the invitations. Like, where do I get stuck? Where do I get caught? Where are these pieces where I think and assume I I can't have better? Where are these pieces where I assume? or get caught in this story that's actually really limiting. You know, what, what, what are some of my processes and how has that snake skin really served to get me through life? What might be on the other side for me? One of the biggest pieces with life, with soul work and with this card is like, you never know. You take a leap, you leave something behind, you're not going to get an answer. In fact, there's going to be a long time where you're traveling on open water and you can't see the land you left and you can't see the land that you're going toward. And believe it or not, in the midst of this fucking crazy, hard, challenging, intense time, there is an evolutionary process that is happening for us right now. There is. Evolution is not comfortable. It is highly uncomfortable. It is growth through uncomfortable circumstances. That is what's happening. And you don't need to be like, I mean, look, we're all doing the best we can right now for real. So we don't need to pressure ourselves. This isn't about like showing up with some kind of energy to this. This is just to recognize on your worst days, on your toughest days, on the days when you feel like you can't keep it together at all, you're doing a lot better than you think you are. We don't have to try to evolve. If you're here, you're evolving, period. With this particular energetic imprint, though, with Eight of Cups, we're bringing about an intentional attention to this idea. What is showing itself to me? Because I guarantee you something very interesting for everybody to check in with. Whatever is your eight of cups thing has been showing up for you, especially over the last few days, especially over the last week. It's, it, it is not a huge secret what this is. Whether it's your story, whether it's the way you get yourself down, whether it's like whatever it is, your thing around this idea is coming up. You don't have to look for it. It's right here. So what's ready to go? You don't necessarily have to know the right thing around the bend, but what's what's ready to be cleared? 
And most likely, again, it's not an external thing, but an internal thing. It's a story, a story that you might have about yourself, about other people, about the world that, you know, there might be some evidence around in terms of the truth of it, but maybe you don't want to carry it anymore. Maybe it's something you inherited that you just don't want to continue to perpetuate. Maybe it's grief that's turning into anger or denial or bitterness or rage that all those feelings are perfectly valid, but can create a really tough experience to be in the body with all those things without getting them out. So what might it be like to like, you know, scream into a pillow or, um, you know, to, depending on where you live and what your circumstances are, go out and, um, you know, run around in circles in your backyard or in your front yard, or what might it be like to kind of put headphones on and rage in your room? You know, what, what might it be like to get some of that energy up and out of your body to walk away from the idea that holding it is somehow stronger than expressing it? Um, there's a lots, lots of things, lots of stories, lots of thoughts, lots of, um, places where we get stuck that this is a big time. Again, you know, there was a certain point where I said this planet can no longer serve to support folks who are no longer willing to do their work. And, um, I mean it, <laughs> you know, um, we're all coming into a greater sense of personal tending and personal responsibility. So we no longer lay our, um, stuff onto inappropriate channels. And, um, we see this totally externalized with capitalism and the way that now that we've backed off of the way that we take up space, human beings in the world, um, dictated by those capitalist structures, nature is thriving. Animals are coming back to their habitat. They're, you know, there's, again, we speak about this a lot. It's like dolphins in the Venice Canal. There's, you know, elk or herds of elk on the beaches in Oregon. There's, you know, many examples of this. So we're being called to step back in and get clearer, like to come and get our stuff. And we do not have to be afraid of eight of cups. It's bringing nothing but gifts, nothing but goodness. It's just clarifying for us something that we're ready to shed, something that we don't have to hold anymore. We can do a little better. There can be a different thought process. We can develop different ways of working through our grief and anger. We don't have to stuff them away. There's nothing wrong with feeling those feelings. If we do have something that's ready to be released um, or, or, or let go of, what's the process there? And how do we work with those feelings of sort of being out in the middle of the ocean where we can't quite go back to the old thing, but the new thing is not quite developed yet? For that, we have three of wands. Three of Wands is a sacred in-between time and one that describes a sense of being both a very uh, knock-kneed <laughs> little baby deer and a mighty, beautiful, um, well-experienced, established in the world, like deer or stag. The sense of, of being in a both-and experience with our uh, personal relationship to our energy. And with three of wands, there's something really cool that can happen where very often when we're in this energy, 
we can find that we have a sense of of wanting very, very deeply to gain something new. Like we're hungry. We want to be, uh, and I know a lot of people don't feel that way right now. <laughs> um, a lot of people are kind of like just trying to get fucking by. So um, just bear with me because this is more about what the card um the card sort of root system in terms of definition is, and I'll then apply it to everyone, but, um, it, it could apply to you, um, that, that, you know, there's something really interesting happening with a lot of us right now. I think even in the midst of this time that we're, our attention is being drawn into different places. And for some people, there is a picking up of, of baking or of cooking, or there is a picking up of, of doing something with the hands or of, uh, a different level of, of presence than they may or may not have had with their children and, um, or with their jobs or, you know, maybe there's zero time for, for any of that. And there's just work. And then how do you balance the work or attempt to balance the work with greater care? So three of wands is a time when, we can fully rest in what it is to be in that exact situation that happens after three of cups or after eight of cups. Like what is it to just chill in the middle of that particular journey of leaving behind or in some way graduating or evolving past something that we used, like that we know really well, the acknowledgement that we know a particular something really well. We know self-defeating thoughts. We know, you know, clenching onto our anger or our grief or our guilt and not really working with it. We know martyrdom. We know victimhood. Like we know these things. And what is it to be an empowerment? Even in the midst of shitty times, what is it to entertain a different thought process or a different way of devoting our energy to something not being positive or Pollyanna but just really noticing like people can change we are changing and evolving on an, on an enormous level so what do we do with that information well three of wands basically says can you be in the both and experience of being baby dear student of a completely new relationship with something and being kind of an old pro at something else. But can you just be in the seesaw of that? Can you just be without making it anything, without making it a problem, without making it, you know, anything at all? And in some ways, this is kind of nice because um, it lines up pretty in, in a pretty lovely way with Beltane and Salon. This, you know, any cross quarter is an invitation to look at sort of the both and energy, you know, what it is to honor, you know, the, the beautiful medicine of the sun and of light and of life on one side of the hemisphere. And what is it to be, you know, in the dark you know, gazing at a single candle. What it, what is it to move through the underworld? What is it to experience those those energetic imprints? And we always hold both, regardless of where we live. You know, I would say the Beltane Samhain portal is probably. Um, I would never name it 
the most powerful cross quarter. And yet it, it definitely does something to us, right? Like some part of the world is acknowledging Samhain on May 1st. And, and I think that's really powerful. Uh, some do, some don't. But um, yeah, how can we be in the both end of it? You know, what is it to just basically say like, yeah, I'm totally like, this is a really powerful time to be fucking terrible (laughs) at something that you're learning, something that feels really unfamiliar and like, you know, clumsy in your hands and sort of like, I'm learning, holy shit. And to, to be like, and I'm great at this, you know, what it, it does a lot to us to to feel into that. So, um, a lot of people get super attached with eight of cups experiences to like, well, I got to know what this better thing is. And you're not going to know, and you're probably going to doubt yourself once you do take the leap. And that's all to be expected. This is what it is. (laughs) You know, this is life. Um, so yeah, big, big openings, big closes, big changes, big, big clearings, big opportunities in the internally directed space in terms of our soul work, our soul illumination, as my teacher would say. Um, The other thing that I think is valuable to say about the eight of cups is to focus on the eight of it all. So any eight in the tarot is a kind of a transformation card in which we go through an experience of change. We go into the card one way and we come out of it different. And we're meant to kind of follow through that figure eight, that infinity loop as we travel through the journey. So looking for yourself, you know, how did you start today in this week? And where will you be on Monday night? You know, and just starting to to look and feel into, you know, we are changing and growing even if it doesn't feel that way. There are muscles being activated. There there are deep wounds, deep pains, deep traumas. No way, no fucking way am I romanticizing this time. It's hard as shit and painful and scary. Um, and, there's, and there is a huge collective evolution happening and evolution is not comfortable. There, there is no romance about evolution. Um, it's really intense and, and is growth through stressful circumstances. And what happens when we look at and check in with where we are internally and what pieces of us are no longer meant to continue forward with us? Is it really subtle for you? Is it super overt and really obvious? Does your brain think it's one thing and does your heart know it's another just check in with that this week and see how it all feels. Thank you so much for listening to this Wild Souls. And uh, of course, uh, you will have fresh monthly medicine for the month of May on Friday. But until then, please take care of yourselves. Be well, and I'll see you then. Thank you so much for listening to Tarot for the Wild Soul. This podcast was edited by Chase Voorhees. The podcast art is by Chelsea Iris Granger, and it is hosted by me, Lindsay Mack. For more about the podcast, visit wildsoulpodcast.com or follow us on Instagram at Tarot for the Wild Soul. For more about me and my work, please visit lindsaymack.com. To support Tarot for the Wild Soul, please consider subscribing to the podcast on iTunes and leaving us a five-star review. 
It helps people find us and it is greatly, greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for being here.